Now, uh, please don't uh, think wrongly because I'm doing this very intentionally to be casually dressed. For one, I would like to say this. I'm standing up here and you're sitting down there. That's the only difference. All the rest is the same. There is no separation of powers. Now you're wondering what I'm talking about. There is no separation of powers because for the longest time, we have been having this perception that we are the clergy and you are the laity. So you do the 20% and we do the 80%. No, sir. We are all one. One body in Christ, one spirit, one Lord, one baptism, one Father in all, through all, and for all. So there is no separation of powers. It's the same power that's within us, and it's the same power that's within you. Do you agree? Well, if you agree, then give the Lord a lovely clap offering. Praise the Lord. So we want to make this today a marketplace message. A message for all of us, not just for you, but for us. Because we are in the marketplace. We are in the business of saving souls. And this morning, my title of my message is entitled, The Marketplace, An Acceptable Year of the Lord. Taken from the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. When it's up there, uh, maybe you would like to stand with me. And for all of those uh, who are with us, on live stream, if you can, I'm sure you can, stand as we read this word together. This is what Jesus read in the church in Nazareth more than 2,000 years ago. Is the verse up there? Luke, yes. Let's read together now. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we come this morning. As we stand here, Lord, reading this promise, O oh Lord, that you have fulfilled. And today, Lord, we believe, Father, the same Spirit that was upon you is the same Spirit that will come upon us this morning, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we will have the ears to hear, and as the seed is placed into our heart this morning, it will be on good soil, O oh Lord, bringing the 30, 60, and 100-fold. We pray, O oh Lord, that there will be change, there will be transformation, not just information, but transformation by the power of your Spirit. So Lord, we thank you, God, that we, we are standing in God's presence and we reject every fear and anxiety over our lives. We come against every distraction in Jesus' name. We cast it out from our sanctuary, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. We ask for the Spirit of God to speak so that we who have ears will hear what the Spirit of God is saying. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. God bless your heart. <clears throat> now, this message taken from the book of Luke, 
talks about Jesus at the onset of his Galilean ministry. He had come out from the 40 days of prayer and fasting. He had overcome Satan with his challenges. And now he's heading back to his hometown, which is called Nazareth, the town where he was, he grew up. And as was his custom, now we didn't read that part, go back and read the entire chapter four, okay? It talks about how Jesus would customarily go back to church on the Sabbath. It was his habit to go to church every Sunday. In those days, it was the Sabbath, it happens to be Saturday. But whatever, he was always found in the house of God at the appointed time and on the appointed day. Now, I know all you faithful people, for the past X number of years, we have been faithfully coming to church every Sunday. Whereby we can come in at 8.30, or we can come in at 11, or we can come on Saturday. Whichever day that we choose, we give that date and that time for Jesus. But the last two years has been a very disruptive two years. We had so many breaks and lockdowns that we had to stay home to follow services on YouTube. And that even now, we, have, we are continuing to follow uh, uh, services on YouTube. But praise God for you all. Praise God for those who are still following us on live stream. But that word customary, that habit of coming to church and honoring God may have been lost in that two years because we have cultivated the convenience of not coming, the convenience of following the service after in the evening or on Monday. So it has not been a customary thing now for us. Let me say this. I know, I know what has happened. COVID-19 has caused this change. We had no choice. We had no choice. And then when we wanted to come back, there was that Delta again that came into the picture, a mutation. And then when we were ready to come back, then suddenly Omicron came into the picture. I want to say this this morning, church. COVID-19 will come, COVID-19 will go. Delta will come and Delta will go. Omicron will come and Omicron will go. But Alpha and Omega is here to stay. You hear me? I said, Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, He is here to stay. And He will be here and He will continue to be here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Come what may, whether there'll be floods, whether there'll be earthquakes, hailstorms, Jesus is here to honor because it is customary for Jesus to come to the house of God. Because why? Because He has promised where two or three are gathered in His name, there he is in our midst. Amen. Jesus is in the house this morning. Holy Spirit is in the house this morning. Do you believe it? I don't hear you clapping. Give God the glory. I know I'm speaking very loud. But I'm looking at my wife. She's not giving me any signals yet. So it's still quite controlled. 
This is what happens when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you. You just have that exuberance, the energy. You just have the excitement and the power and the anointing. And it goes out from your lips because from out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks forth. Amen. A few years back, after I preached here on a Sunday as I was walking out, a member of GT approached me and said, Pastor, thank you for that message. I said, praise the Lord. And I asked that person, which part of the message bless you? You know what the answer I got? Uh, actually, uh, it's my father. This is the first time in his entire life he sat through an entire sermon and he didn't fall asleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter. The most important thing, you don't fall asleep. If it's too loud and it keeps you awake, praise the Lord. One day you'll be spiritually awakened. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus says, after declaring all the promises that the Spirit of the Lord, that He has come to heal, to, to, to uh, heal the broken heart, to set the captives free, and then He said, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, what is this acceptable year of the Lord? When we say this, we need to go back to the Old Testament because as Isaiah prophesied this scripture in the book of Isaiah chapter 61, Jesus read from the book of Isaiah and it was mentioned an acceptable year. Isaiah was referring to the book of Leviticus chapter 25, the whole chapter. In that chapter, some laws were laid down by Moses. And the law of, for this acceptable year is that every 50 years, the Jews will call this 50th year as the Jubilee year. This is the Jubilee year whereby in the Jubilee year, the land, the people will be set free. There will be liberty in the land. There will be freedom in the land. Those who have been indebted to their masters because of uh, loans that were taken and not been able to pay off and they had to serve their masters as slaves or servants, on the 50th year, their contract is null and void. Those who had owed money to money lenders and they're not able to pay back, on the 50th year, everything is zero rise. Now I'm wondering, why wasn't this law actually introduced in this country? It's a good law. So then we will borrow the money from the bank like nobody's business on the 49th year. People were set free. The lands of the people that were conf confiscated because of uh, the lack of funds to repay the loans, the lands that were confiscated by the kings and by the lords and the feudal lords, that were taken away from the poor, all of that will be given back again. So those who had lost their lands will get back the land that they originally owned. It is a reset, a total reset, whereby everything is now no difference between the rich and the poor. God has reset the whole system, the economic and financial system, so that the rich and the poor will start off on a level playing field. Now, that's a very good system, isn't it? To eradicate poverty. Now, what's that got to do with us today? 
because that system is not here and will never be implemented in this country. All we ever get is that the taxes will be increased. But Jesus said, He came to declare an acceptable year of the Lord. He came to do something more than just give us back our land, more than just give us back our, our contracts that we have been held on by people. Jesus says in verse 21 of Luke, He says, Today, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now you have read this. So today I'm saying, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus has come to set us free from the sins of bondage. He has come to set us free from the depression, from the fears, from every kind of sicknesses and diseases. Jesus has come to set us free. He has paid all our debts of sin and He has freely set us so that we are free and we can say, this is our jubilee year. Today can be the start of your jubilee year and my jubilee year because Jesus has come to set the captives free. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the power of God. More than just money, Jesus has set us free from something money cannot buy because of the cross. So we don't have to wait 50 more years for jubilee to come. Today is your jubilee year. This is your day today. If you are hearing me out there on live stream, please type in your chat. Jesus has set me free. I am set free and I am washed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now this particular scripture is very special to me. In 2006, I will tell you why it is very special. I have not shared this. Here, I believe I have not shared to anyone. 2006, after I had a change of season, from a pastoral season to be an itinerating preacher, I was asking God for directions, as I wanted to know whether and how to do this new season of ministry, whether to write books, print tapes, you know, that's all standard things lah. Call XYZ ministry and they go around selling books and selling tapes and uh, uh, ministry uh, medias. But I never got such direction. But one day we were invited to a church in Bukit Pantai by a pastor friend and we sat down through the message. And after the end of the message, the speaker whom we do not know, we have not met before, call us out right at the back where we were seated to stand up. And he said, the couple, please stand up. And he told us this, he says, I see you both standing in front of the angel. And the angel is unfurling the scroll. So having heard this, I thought, praise the Lord. Now I get the directions and the blueprint for what is to happen in the coming years. So, obviously when the angel is opening the scroll, you know that there is a message in the scroll. So I was waiting more than just excited about standing in front of the angel. I was more excited to hear what was the message. But he never said anything 
about that message. All he did was open the scroll and that's the end of story. <laughs> so it's like half testimony. Eh? So we went back and I prayed for a long time, asking God, what is the message? What is the blueprint? A few months or I think a year and a half later, one Sunday like this, I was seated right there. The seat arrangements were different then, but I was seated right there. And guess what? There was a preacher here, obviously, and he opened the Bible and he read from the chapter of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. The moment I opened my Bible and started reading it, I felt like a bolt of lightning coming all over my body and I was shaking and my heart was pounding so fast. I at once thought, oh, my number has been called. You know what I mean by your number is called? Time to go lah. <clears throat> but I realized then that something was happening and I, I looked in and zoomed in on verse 18 and 19. Then I realized this is the message to preach the gospel to the poor, to bring healing to the blind, to bring healing to the lame, to bring, to set the captives free. This is the message. When the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, this is when you do great works for Jesus. And it happened in the church on a Sunday morning in our home church. So, uh, this is meant for those li uh, watching live now. Eh? It's always good to come to church. You never know when the blessings of God will come. Amen. It always comes unannounced. There is nothing like having a live meeting. You know what I mean? A live meeting. You know, those days uh, when Francis Yip will come to Arena of Stars in Genting, we will pay four or five hundred ringgit to drive all the way up to Genting to catch the live event. Oh, many of you are wondering who is Francis Yip. Eh? <laughs> Sorry. Uh. I shift. I shift. When XO comes to Bukit Jalil, XO, you know XO? Not the drink, lah, the band from Korea. You see, now it's very hard to cater to different generations. You tell one generation this, they don't understand that. You tell the generation that, they don't understand this. So I have to tell two. Because you tell the other generation, XO, they're thinking brandy, you know. It's not brandy. It's a Korean band. When they come to Bukit Jalil, they pay eight, nine hundred ringgit to attend the life. I wonder why they would pay so much to attend life. Because you see them after the telecast or delayed telecast, you see them. They are not sitting in their seats. They are all right up the front here. They are jumping, waving their hands and they are screaming at the top of their voice. Then I wonder why they pay eight hundred just to have an empty seat. They can resell the seat to me, I will sit down. But you see, you understand the energy that is transferred from that meet, that event. There's the energy, the life, the, 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 the exuberance of being there live, you know. Hello. When the Holy Spirit comes here, it's priceless. Priceless, I said. 
when the spirit of the Lord comes down, it is priceless. And on top of that, the beautiful thing is, no need to pay for the seat, free of charge. No numbers, you can sit in front. Prime seat up here. Why? Because senior pastor is sitting at the side. He's giving you all the chance. No separation of powers. Everybody is equal in the church. Amen. From the front to the back. Wow. I can't see Pastor Vincent's eyes, so it's all right. His mask is covering it. So, life is like nothing compared to staying at home. But of course I know, you are infected, you are close contact, don't come lah, stay at home. Stay for 10 days. But after 10 days, you're finished already, you're okay. But we don't come. Why? Scared lah. You come here, the Spirit of God will break that fear in Jesus' name. Amen. But when we go to the restaurant, we go to the theatres, we go everywhere, not scared or Come to church, scared or You know, in my experience, the last five weeks, uh, I've been preaching in many churches. This is what I hear. There are not many, if at all, none incidences of members catching COVID in church. You know. Very rare incidents of clusters in church. Most of the clusters are found in the workplace, in the restaurants. And guess what? Golf course also. I don't want to look that side. Uh. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have to buy lunch today uh, for Pastor Vincent. <laughs> Praise God. Church, when the Spirit of the Lord moves in the church, it is upon everyone. Amen. And I want to say this. Do you believe that today can be that day? Not loud enough. God didn't hear that. I say, do you believe that it can be today? <laughs> Hallelujah. Today is a good day. Type in in the chat. Today is a good day. You will not be exempted, those of you in the home. You just have to believe and the Spirit of God will just come and invade your privacy, invade your space, invade your home because why? God is omnipresent. Hallelujah. So I had this blueprint and it happened in the church. And that's why I want to say this. You need this. And the next part of it, the next part is in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. This is the next part of the blueprint. I will just very quickly read through this. Can we have that on the slides, please? Yes. And he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. For what? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, 
to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So I just want to very quickly highlight this. This is called the hand of ministry. Some people call this the hand of ministry. It's a working ministry. It's not a sitting down ministry. It's supposed to be working. People are supposed to be working. And Jesus gave some to be apostles. Apostles is like the thumb, symbolizes the thumb. They are the ones, the church builders, the church planters, the pioneers. They are the ones because they will go into the field. They are the administrators. They are the ones with the talents to be able to, to manage. They are the ones who to be able to build. They because the thumb can grasp a lot of things. So the apostles, the apostolic ministry. I just want to say this. Do you see this in GT? Do you know is it happening in GT? Of course it's happening in GT. Look at the countries that we are represented in. Look at the number of uh, churches that we have helped to pioneer. Look at the number of churches that we have helped to build. In India, in Myanmar, in Nepal, Cambodia, Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia. The whole of the ASEAN region. Yeah, you may not be there. Your giving is also part of the apostolic ministry to build churches. So this is the apostolic, the first thumb. The second is the index finger. This is the one that points, the prophetic. Now when I say prophetic, straight away your mind will say, oh, he's the one that foretells the future, predicts the future. But more than that, the prophetic Apostolic prophetic ministry is a ministry that helps to direct the church through the word of God. He is the one that brings the word of God. He is the one that shows the way. He is the one that carries out the vision that God has given him for the church for that year, for that season. That's the prophetic ministry. He is the one that is able to tell, to direct and to correct as well. Wherever we go wrong, it's the Holy Spirit that uses the prophet to correct. You'll find these examples in the Old Testament. Now, the third finger. I'm very careful how I present this third finger. If I present the wrong way, it's a bad sign. So, I know you know the third finger is the longest finger in your hands, right? Anyone, you got a shorter third finger than the rest? Huh? You want to extend it? Ask uh, Brother Eddie Young. He's the, expect, he's the expert in extending fingers and legs and toes. Third finger is the evangelist. This evangelist is the one that reaches out the furthest. He goes and out to outreaches. He goes right over the world to evangelize. The passion to preach. The passion to bring the word of God. The passion to save souls into the kingdom of God. To bring them into the, the barn, to the house of God. This is the evangelist. Next is the pastor. Wow, this one. Very chalat, as they say in Hokkien. This is the challenge. The ring finger. The ring finger is the pastoral. The ring finger symbolizes marriage. The pastor is married to the church. Oh. Not only married, he is also committed to the church. He is the shepherd of the church. He is, okay, take this, huh? I'm saying this once, and that's it. The pastor's job is a shepherd, not a hireling. Not a paid worker. A paid worker cannot be a shepherd, because when the wolves come, who is going to protect the sheep? 
the paid worker say, I better chabot, I better run. It's the pastor that says and fights because the rod and the staff is with him. And he will lead the congregation even through the valley of the shadow of death. Read Psalms 23. Psalms 23 is meant not primarily for a funeral message. Psalms 23 is meant for the living. God is the shepherd and he expects the shepherd to shepherd the sheep. These days we have a conflict of what a calling is. But when the pastor is called, is married and committed to the church. That's why a pastor's job is never an easy job. It's the most challenging job among all the apostolic ministries. Evangelists touch and go. Prophet come point and say something and go. Prophet come go. Apostolic busy building churches. Pastor, yeah, have to listen to all the complaints. Have to handle all the hurts. Have to stitch up all the wounds. Have to answer night calls. Have to take the people to hospital. Have to go to hospital to pray. Have to talk to the one that's just about to slip into heaven. Have to do all these things. Because why? Marriage. So, please appreciate the pastors. Amen. Wow, today, Cantonese, Hokkien say, Pau Galiao, everything. It's a five-fold ministry. Last and not least, is the little finger. It's called the teacher. The teacher is the one that has to equip Equip the saints. If the saints are not equipped, how are they going to grow? These are the ones that the pastors will bring in to bring them into steel, to drink steel waters, not ruffled waters, so that they will not be swayed by every wind of doctrines, so they will not fall to the trickery of men. It's the equip. There is, do you know we have an equipped ministry here? We have a very able, equipped teacher here. That is their role. I know you cannot and you are not called, but they are called because Jesus called them. Go back and read Ephesians chapter 4. Jesus himself gave to some to be apostles. Some, but sometimes, uh, many years ago, everybody wanted to be apostle. Put their name card in front, apostle this, apostle that. Apa ni? Your calling is from Jesus. And your recognition is from the congregation that will recognize the giftings and will know where you are. So now, coming back to all this five-fold ministry, the job is for them to equip the church to edify you, to nurture you, to train you, to guide you. So that we all can come and be united, one in the faith. Unity is ultimate. Are you hearing me, church? There is a brother here. Now this is, I'm digressing a bit. God is saying, He has seen your gifts. He has seen your contributions. It has extended up to Him like a sweet aroma. Whoever this person is, you are seated here in this congregation and God is saying He has accepted it as a sweet aroma and God will continue to use that person as a channel of blessing so that the kingdom of God will be established here 
in this place. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, in closing, I got 30 precious minutes to say all I want to say. And I will end by this. So for all of you seated here, what is your job? What is my job? We are in the marketplace. I am in the marketplace. I empathize with you. When I was in the church for 20 years in pastoral ministry, I was surrounded by the four walls. Never knew so much of what's going on. 14 years ago, I came out after that blueprint was given into the marketplace. Now I wear three hats. Monday to Friday, I work one hat. Saturday and Sunday, ministry, preach, another hat. And then in between, I have a KL zone with nine connect groups to look after. Third hat, three hats. So I can empathize with all of you. You work Monday to Friday in the office, you get all kinds of nonsense and all kinds of challenges. And then on Sunday you come, you serve in the church. And then on, even on Fridays, you serve as a connect leader. And all. I know you're wearing many hats. I empathize. But let me say this. God is faithful. Amen. He says, my, my grace is sufficient for you. So I understand. But let me say this. God is faithful to the call. He has called every one of us. When that call has been made, God says this. Be faithful to the calling that He has called you to. Be faithful. Because when He has called you, He will be faithful. And I can say this to you. After 37 years in ministry, I can tell you this. God is faithful. Amen. Looking back in hindsight, when I first joined the church in full-time calling, before that, I was in the marketplace. I was earning something like five figures. To come into the church, my salary had to drop down to three figures. Drop by two major digits. How to survive? Married with children. But I can say today, after 37 years, God has been faithful. I have three, three daughters that have gone to university and graduated. How I manage it, I don't know. They have gone for piano classes. They have gone for self-defense classes. They have gone for swimming classes and all kinds of tuition that you can think of. How we manage, I don't know. But 37 years later, I can say this, God is faithful to the calling. Oh, and thought of that, I think you all are better off than us. All your years working, you have EPF contribution and SOXO contribution. We had zero, zero, zero. Every year, Jubilee year, zero, nothing. But we are here standing, not in tattered clothes. Nice shoes. God is faithful. Amen. And I can tell you this and I can guarantee you, if you are faithful to the calling, God is faithful when He has called you. 
He will show, see you through. If this last year has been challenging for you, let me say this. Be faithful. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Search God. Trust God. Believe in God. Because five years down the road, you may turn back one day and see that previous two years, how God saw you through. Amen. Do you believe this? Do you believe Jesus is able? Let us stand. Now I want to do something different this morning. As I said earlier, I want to change this perception. The powers that be upon the ministry, they be upon the fivefold ministers. That same power is also available for you because God says one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. Amen. And it is able, He is able to do that. So if you are able today and you are convicted today by the power of the Holy Spirit and that you are ready to bring in the harvest into the barn, you know, to bring in the harvest, the harvest is not in the barn, the harvest is outside. So in your workplaces, I challenge you to preach the gospel. But you will say, Pastor, cannot. Uh. I say, can. Leave the XYZ of the gospel to the pastors and the teachers and the prophets and the evangelists. Leave that, the XYZ. You preach the ABC of the gospel. What is the ABC of the gospel? The ABC of the gospel is we preach Christ crucified, Christ buried, Christ resurrected. To some, it will be a stumbling block. To others, it's foolishness. But to us, Christ the power of God. Christ the wisdom of God. Preach the ABC of the gospel. I challenge all of you today. Take a, take a trip with Jesus and you will see miracles happen in your life. So standing where you are today, if you are committed to that calling, it's for all, the entire church. Just raise your hands if you are ready to allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you this morning. Just raise your hands. Jesus is not asking for much. Jesus is just asking you to sow the seed, that's all. If you are able, do the sowing because tools are given to you. One minute witness is a tool. Evangelism explosion is a tool. If these are not comfortable with you, use this tool, your handphone. Call someone. Call them and say, Jesus loves you. This one, everybody can do. So if you are ready, I just want to see I don't want to see. Jesus wants to see your hands. And that you are ready to receive this anointing today. And for those who are back, back in your respective places on live stream today, you can stand up and raise your hands. We cannot see you, but Jesus can. Just raise your hands. And I will pray this prayer. Father, in Jesus' name. Let the power of your Holy Spirit come today, Lord. Let the anointing come today, Lord. Father, you see all these hands, O oh Lord. Yes, Father, we have been locked down for two years. We have lost that fire. Today is a good time to refire the Spirit of God in our lives, Lord. To refire once again, Holy Spirit, that desire and that burden and that passion and anointing today and the conviction today, Lord. Yes, Father, we have problems. You know those problems. 
there is a song God is just showing me but I cannot sing it because I cannot sing that song I know that song it goes like this Jesus says if he carried the weight of the world on his shoulders I am sure he can carry you through amen because you are his sons and his daughters so he will carry you through don't worry amen he will see you through today you need healing believe Jesus yes give the Lord a lovely clap offering that's your act of faith today father in Jesus name release father right now the power of your spirit O oh Lord when the spirit of the Lord comes upon them O oh Lord then they will have the anointing and the power to preach the gospel Lord so that they will set the captives free oh lord they will heal the broken hearted blind eyes will see the lame will walk oh lord and the captives will be set free oh lord and that lord we can declare today is the day of the acceptable year of the lord today is our jubilee year beginning lord today is the day where we are set free from all our bondages from all our infirmities oh lord from all our sicknesses and depression from all our fears oh lord from all our financial difficulties today you have come to set us free because lord where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty father in jesus name in jesus name God bless. Let's give the Lord a lovely clap offering. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.